Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. If yesterday G stood for Groomer, today I think G might stand for the gallows. As we deep dive on this Thursday edition of Critical Thinking, I'm Andrew Coppins, he's Pat Oney, and let's get in. To critical thinking. So, Pat, I said she was going to stand for the gallows and we're going to deep dive into this. But first and foremost, what if I told you before we deep dive into why G is going to stand for gallows? What if I told you that quite literally everything that we told you about the pandemic from both the political side of things in the, wait for this, scientific side of things was 100% true. I mean, I don't know why that would shock me at this point. It also just backs up the apparent point that uh, the letter G is this week's letter on critical thinking. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, yeah. Yesterday, if you have not listened to yesterday's program, I highly recommend doing so. Number one, we had um, an example of fellowship, an example of doing business with those who do not want to insult you. Um, our friends at uh, Tridentine Brewing Company, um, a Catholic brewing company, and um, here in the state of Illinois, and uh, home brewing right now, but uh, an example of people who want fellowship over just doing business to do business. And uh, speaking of, of uh, grooming, uh, before we get into this, Pat, did you see the news about uh, Bud Light yesterday? Mm, you have to refresh my memory. So Constellation Brands, which outside of the United States has a distribution agreement with AB InBev. Okay. And that's because distribution without AB InBev is almost impossible on an international scale, okay? okay? But here in the United States of America, it is its own brand. It, it, it They have nothing to do with AB InBev on the domestic side, okay, here in North America. 
Could you guess what the number one beer in sales for the four weeks that ended June 3rd? Can you guess the beverage that tops the list? Mm, not that one. It is going to be Modelo Especial. So Modelo. Really? Yep. It took 8.7% of the market share for those four weeks, displacing Bud Light for the first time ever. That's right. The first time since they started tracking these types of numbers, did Bud Light not top the market share? They were second at 7.3%. Modelo. Now, I will also suggest to you, if you are drinking that type of beverage, right, that that light or that kind of North American or American lager, you should be drinking Modelo over Bud Light. It actually tastes like a lager should taste. But, hey, um, that's neither here nor there. Uh, But the fact that it is two months now, Right, we're talking about basically two full months beyond what took place, and Modelo Especial from Mexico is outpacing the sales. Wow, just wow! Not Corona, Modelo. I just wow. So well, Corona's folks, probably Corona's probably not doing that because you know people don't want to get COVID. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, well, so Corona and Modelo are actually owned by Constellation Brands. Oh, are um, they? Okay. Yeah, they're, they're the same company, but or same conglomerate, different separate brewing companies, but same same parent company, if you will, right? Which is mm-hmm. kind of ironic. Uh, but because they were bitter, bitter, bitter rivals for a very long time, and they still kind of are on the marketing level, but the, you know, the, the brand gets to uh, rake in the cash. For either one of them. Now, with that having been said, I, I bring this up because I want you to get into the mindset as we deep dive on this Thursday show of action matters and vigilance doesn't. And I'm about to show you why being vigilant, why just paying attention is not enough on this deep dive Thursday. We're going to dive into politics. We're going to dive into FBI abuse. We are going to dive into the bureaucracy. We are going to dive in to the science, to the data, to all sorts of things when it comes to, yes, our friend COVID-19. And I want you to keep in mind that G stands for gallows, and that vigilance does nothing. It is helpful for you to know the information, right, to speak knowledgeably on a subject. That is helpful. But that alone is not enough. Finding a way to create an action plan based on this knowledge that we are about to drop on you and and others have been dropping is what is going to be important. So, Pat, I begin our deep dive on this Thursday as we talk about the gallows that should be swinging for Pfizer, 
for Jerry Nadler, for Rochelle Walensky, for them all who refuse to listen to data, to science, to not consensus, by the way, but to the overwhelming evidence that exists, to the literal thousands of studies. Unless you think, well, right, but you could cherry pick the data. Okay, but how about the, the, the company you said that we had to trust? How about Pfizer, Pat, right? We have to trust that Pfizer is doing the, the, the right thing in Operation Warp Speed, Donald Trump's signature program of his entire presidency. Just ask him. Just ask him yourself. That they they that they're not about, they're not doing this out of the the profit motive. It's about humanity. Well, the Euro- European Union's drug regulators. Uh, I think it's called the European Medicines Association or Agency. Yeah, the European Medicines Agency. requested, demanded, and got, and has now released Pfizer's pharmacovigilance documents for its various studies and for its various um, watch of the rollout of this drug, because that's what a pharmacovigilance study and documents are about, right? What happens after we put this to market? That is a requirement of anything, so that it's not just your studies that got it to market it is what is happening as this releases into the general population right well our friend former guest on the program and hopefully future guest on the program daniel horowitz notes confidential pfizer document shows the company observed 1.6 million adverse events covering nearly every organ system Question for you, Pat. Is that bad? That's very bad. Mm. So, over 10,000 categories of nearly 1.6 million adverse events, many of them serious and debilitating, brought to you by Pfizer. Get your COVID-19 jab. It may cause myocarditis, long-term health problems, and... that is actually one of the things that's not in this pharmacovigilance study, by the way. But it is one of the things that has been noted in studies post as they look at the group of 12 to 24. So I, I want you to think of this. Why would they be studying the 12 to 24 age ranges, Pat? Not just because it's a 12 year age range, right? Why? Why would they want to study 12 to 24-year-old boys, especially, or men? Uh, Athletes? No. Typically in the age range? No. It's because, scientifically, what are we looking at? We are looking at either pre-pubescent or or pubescent, right? Mm -hmm. Young men Mm -hmm. to the age of 24, which is generally accepted as the age of physical maturity. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you're physically, you are what you are going to be at the age of 24 in terms, can you change your body? Can you, can you alter the fat content of your body? Yes. But in terms of your heart, your muscle, you know, 
skeletal system, um, in, in your nervous system, in all the systems in your body, you are what you are. And there's not much that's going to change about that. They have noted not just temporary myocarditis, but long-term myocarditis. And the asking and, and the question that comes from this is, what happens to these individuals 15, 20 years from now when their heart has been damaged while they are maturing? And what does myocarditis do, Pat? It puts what? Extra stress on your heart, right? It is a permanent damage to the musculature and the, the vascular system into your heart. What, what outcomes come from this as we go forward? And we know the number one, not cause of death, by the way. Well, we know that the number one cause of death in the United States of America is actually heart disease, right? We already know that. That, that is the number one driver of overall death. But secondly, we are now raising an entire generation. 12 years is basically a generation. We are now raising an entire generation into adulthood who are predisposed to significant heart damage. What happens as you get older, Pat, right? Your, your um, metabolism changes, right? You, you're, and that does what? Put stress on your heart. You begin to pack on the pounds usually. Your body begins to change in terms of how it's shaped. And that can affect your heart as well as your joints, structures, and all that stuff. We have an entire generation that we can now study and that we now have information on. That the number one adverse effect is myocarditis. And it's permanent. Okay? That ain't temporary. There ain't no such thing as as temporary myocarditis. So I want you to think about these things. Think about gallows. Think about vigilance. Think about action plans. Because I'm going to pull this up for those who are watching on our Rumble page, rumble.com backslash critical thinking. You might not have heard it in the news, but Pfizer's pharmacovigilance documents requested by the European Union's drug regulator, the European Medicines Agency, have been released. They show that Pfizer knew about a sickening level of injury early on, Pat. An August 2022 document, this is basically... Uh, what, 18 months or so into the rollout, right? It shows that the company already had observed the following scope of vaccine injury. Again, go to rumble.com backslash critical thinking so you can see these numbers for yourself. Over 508,000 individual cases were reported of adverse events containing 1.5, almost 1.6 million events. Now, if I am doing the math, Pat, that's just over 500, 
thousand, let's call it five hundred and nine thousand, and let's call it one point six million. If I am doing at that, so adverse event. If I am doing the math here, I'm going to divide one point six by five oh nine. It comes out to over two. Am I am I missing something, Pat? It comes out no to over two adverse events per person. The individual case report is per person. That means two over two. It's about 2.15 or somewhere around there. Adverse events. You might say, well, yeah, but that's billions upon billions of people that got this. And what was it? Six billion shots around the world. That's over 1%. Okay. But they can continue. Daniel Horowitz does. And he tells us one third of the AEs, so adverse events, were classified as serious, well above the standard for safety signals, usually pegged at 15%. Women reported adverse events at three times the rate of men, and 60% of cases were reported with either outcome unknown or not recovered. So many of these injuries were not transient. And what do what does that mean? Transient means these were not events in which they went away or there was the outcome at the end where they were either healthy or something happened or they got a medicine and things went away. These are permanent or long term if they aren't permanent adverse events. 60% of them are persistent adverse events. 30% classified as serious more than double or exactly double the rate that is acceptable for safety. Your thoughts as we see this information known to us today. Am I shocked? Am I surprised by any of this? Absolutely not. But your thoughts, Pat? I'm not shocked or surprised either. Um, I, I, I think we've always kind of known this to be true in the background. You know, for the last however long we've been talking about this, I guess. Right. And but, I keep going uh, back, Pat, to the the Pfizer study that we knew about in Argentina, where they unmasked 200,000 people that were in this study. Or no, was it 20,000? Either way, they unmasked a massive amount of the people that were in the study simply because they had bad medical outcomes or they died. Right. And, and right. thus, by pulling them out of the pool, they poison the well of the information available to the regulators, to the people that are looking for safety. I guess the ultimate question I come back to is, what is it going to take to remove said immunity from companies like Pfizer and all of this? What, what, how many people have to die? How many adverse events have to happen? How, how much are we willing to tolerate before we say, hey, we're removing your immunity and we're putting you on trial. Yeah, and, and that's a very relevant question. And that's the point of action plan, right? When we talk about being vigilant, this is the vigilance, right? Knowing the information is only a quarter of the battle. I would argue the other three quarters of the battle are number one, um, local politicians putting people in place that will demand local action. Number two, putting people at your state level that will do what um, Ron DeSantis has been doing, 
right? Ron DeSantis still is the only governor that I know of that has put together a grand jury to look at these, uh, look at this and, and put evidence in front of them and attempt to do something about it. And then third and foremost on this is you have to put the regulators out of business. And I'm about to talk about that in a little bit, but I want you to understand this. The highest number of cases occurred in the 31 to 50 age group and 92% did not have any comorbidities. That means it's very likely the vaccine was causing their sudden widespread injuries. Okay, no comorbidities. In 92% of these cases, they were perfectly normally healthy. Now, I'm not done with this information, but Pat, I'm going to ask you a very simple question. Is And, and this is the question that uh, our friend Steve Dace asked all the time. What's the benign, innocent explanation for that? Well, let me show you, lest you think it's just insane, right? Let me show you this. I, I have this up on the screen. Again, rumble.com backslash critical thinking. This is excess aged standardized mortality for the country of Germany. And this shows week one, 1937, right? So these are all different weeks. You know, this is, this is information from 2011 to week five of 2023, okay? And what you will notice is all the way up until week 36 of 2020, you see maybe plus 2% or negative 4%. You see a fluctuation that is pretty in the norm, right, Pat? If you're watching, you will notice a absolutely massive uptick to plus 10 to almost 12% excess mortality from the year 2020 through today. In fact, the highest levels have been in 2022 and 2023. Highest levels in 2022 and 2023, right? What's been available the entire time? Vaccine. And if this thing is actually supposed to be working at making sure that you're reducing the 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 ability for this to adversely affect you when you get it, because by the way, let's remember, this doesn't prevent transmission. This doesn't prevent your ability to catch it. It's supposed to limit your ability to get extremely sick when you get it. That That's the, that's the company line, if you will, at this point, right? What are the benign, innocent explanations for 92% of the age group of 30 to 31 to 50 having adverse effects with perfectly healthy bodies? What is the benign, innocent explanation? Is there something in the universe that we don't know about that exists that is causing excess death rates at literally triple and sometimes quadruple the average in the country of Germany, which has 95% of its people having taken Pfizer's shot or AstraZeneca's shot. What is the benign, innocent explanation? What exists in the world that would have that happen? We haven't seen that happen at any point in time, quite literally, in 15 years, almost, we've not, we, do, we are catching 
during other outbreaks of viruses, right? We are talking about mass migration patterns, right? Where where refugees from, I believe, Syria and Turkey mass migrated into Germany, thus commingling groups of people who are or are not immune to other diseases, right? In which you might see this massive spike, but you don't see it. What is the explanation, Pat? I I honestly, th- there is no benign, innocent explanation for any of this. And honestly, I kind of, it kind of makes me think that we've been, for all intents and purposes, experimented on with this whole thing. And like this, this, this was almost done by design. Now, now that's that's conspiracy theory type stuff, but that's what it looks like. That's certainly what it looks like. Right, because we, we have been operating under the premise that mRNA vaccinations, right, this this so-called breakthrough technology in which we don't have to actually inject a virus into somebody, you know, um, and, we, and we can just maybe whatever. It's never worked ever before, ever. Now we're seeing all of the evidence that suggests this doesn't work at all right now because the point was to prevent transmission. The point was to prevent you and trick your body into shutting it down the second it enters your system, right? So that you aren't sick and that you don't get sick and that you also dead the virus inside you and nobody else gets sick. It doesn't work. It literally does not do that at the cost of the lives at a rate we have never seen at the cost of long-term health outcomes for people now 12 to 50. The entirety of two generations that decided to fall in lockstep with government information, right? fall in lockstep with the the stick to get the carrot, right? You want to get back to going to soccer matches, right? You want to get back to attending sporting events. You want, you want to help your local economy? Get the damn vaccine so that you can go to a restaurant or, or wherever, right? You want to go back to the theater. You want to go back to all, all the things of polite society, right? Get the vaccine. Whoosh. I'm going to whap you with the stick, right? Gallows. Vigilance. This is important to understand. But again, the question is, what are we likely to want to do as a society? What the hell are we actually going to do? Are we going to have the stomach to say, F you, you violated the terms of your immunity agreement because you knew this information and you didn't, number one, tell us, And number two, stop putting this product in front of people. Now, I ain't done yet, Pat. So let you firmly understand where we are on the science side of this. All right. So first of all, the 393-page confidential Pfizer document dated August 19th of 2022 shows that Pfizer observed over 10,000 categories of diagnosis, many of them very severe and very rare. I'm just going to go through this, okay? And by the way, I have not one but two graphics to show you on this because the list is so damn long. So first of all, 
Pfizer was aware of over 73,000 cases of 264 categories of vascular disorders from the shots, many of them rare. There were hundreds of categories of nervous system disorders totaling almost 700,000 cases. There are over 61,000 adverse events from well over 100 categories of eye disorders, which is unusual for a vaccine injury. Likewise, there were over 47,000 ear disorders, including almost 16,000 cases of tinnitus, which even the Mayo Clinic researchers observed as a common but often devastating side effect early on. There were roughly 225,000 cases of skin and tissue disorders, 990,000 cases of respiratory disorders, and disturbingly, over 178,000 cases of reproductive or breast disorders, including disorders you wouldn't expect, such as 506 cases of erectile dysfunction in men. Oh, and then, <clears throat> wait for this, Pat. Very disturbingly, over 77,000 psychiatric disorders observed following the shots, leading credence to or credence to Dr. Peter McCullough's research observing case studies showing psychosis correlating with the vaccination. There are over 3,700 cases of tumors, benign and malignant, and almost 127,000 cardiac disorders running the gamut of about 270 different categories of heart damage, including many rare disorders in addition to myocarditis. There are over 100,000 blood and lymphatic disorders, for both of which there's a wealth of literature linking them to the spike protein. Thoughts, Pat? Again, I come back to what is it going to take for... And I don't I, I'm assuming, you know, the White House and Congress would have authority to do this, but to remove any immunity from Pfizer and Moderna and anybody else that pushed this jab. What is it going to take? How how many people have to die? How many people have to have adverse effects? How many people have to have something go wrong? How many? Now, if you read Rise of the Fourth Reich, and got to chapter 16, you would have known the case of uh, Maddie Degaria, right? Yes. Who became disabled for life immediately following participation in the Pfizer clinical trials, right? Now, could that have been rare? Well, this document notes 68 cases of her diagnosis, 68 of them. Chronic, inflammatory, demyelinating polyneuropathy. Life-altering disability forevs, y'all. Now, again, is that rare? Yeah, but, but, hundreds of these types of very rare in normal society Neurological disorders exist in their own internal documents and their own internal studies. Hundreds of them. So let's say there's 50 cases and there's 200 of them, Pat. Do the math on that. That is thousands of people who have very rare, life-altering, life-disabling neurological disorders from taking your shot. Does that sound like something that's, you know, just brush it under? No. G is for gallows. 
And I could go on and on and on. Now, I talked about action, Pat. I talked about this. And I think we want to go there um, right now. Because here's the information in front of us that suggests these shots are awful, right? We have all of the information available to us that suggests that masking doesn't work. We have all of the information that suggests social distancing is an absolute myth, right? Lest you thought that those who we believe deserve the gallows, lest you thought they were done, right? Because we've got the information and it's readily available and most people are done and dusted with all of this crap, right? Lest you believe those with the uh, the levers of power in front of them are done. Mm-mm. I bring to you representative from the, well, I can't say great state, the trash state of New Jersey. One, Jerry Nadler. Before I was allowed to go to school, I won't tell you how many years ago that was, I had to be vaccinated for various, for diphtheria, for whooping cough, for the diseases that they then knew had to vaccinate against. Nothing has changed. We have to vaccinate people to prevent diseases and pandemics. The gentleman asked, why should a two-year-old, well, and the fact of the matter is that people should require to be either vaccinated, especially a nurse. A nurse who is dealing with patients, who is breathing on those patients, she can transmit the disease. So certainly she should be required to be vaccinated. Because the vaccination not only protects her, it protects against transmission of the disease to the next person. And the healthcare worker certainly ought to be required to be vaccinated. And when we have a pandemic like COVID-19 pandemic that we had, two-year-olds should have been required to wear masks. It would be child abuse for parents not to do that because there was no vaccination available for two-year-olds. The only way to protect them against COVID, against COVID was to have them wear masks. And these mandates are meant to protect the public's health and safety. Um, again, anti-science, anti-data, anti-everything. There's literally nothing that this individual, and by the way, I'm sorry, he's from the even trashier state of New York, not New Jersey. Sorry to those in the trash state of New Jersey. Um. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
there is literally nothing that he said there that is backed up by any of the data, any of the science, any of the reality of what took place. Quite literally, Pfizer itself admits it doesn't prevent transmission. Pfizer admits it doesn't prevent you from getting sick. Literally, the vaccination does not do that. There is nobody in the world that believes this except for those who want all of the levers of power, lest you believe that your vigilance matters. It does matter in terms of you understanding where these people actually still are. The only way that your vigilance matters if it's also accompanied by action. And here's your action. Get his ass out of office. Get them all out. All of them. And that goes from your, your representative in Congress to your dog catcher. If they believe this, all of them, I don't give a rip if they have a Republican, a Libertarian. I don't know how a Libertarian would believe this, but a Republican, a Libertarian, a Green Party, any party representative uh, after their name. It is a very simple litmus test for your action plan. If they believe that this thing prevents transmission or getting sick, you are disqualified from representing me. And I will work my ass off to make sure you're nowhere near any levers of power in my life and in the life of broader society. That's your action plan. Your vigilance means nothing because these people have paid no price. And when you see a Jerry Nadler, when you see an Eric Swalwell, when you see um, the Hank Johnsons, when you see the uh, Hakeem Jeffries, the, the Bidens, when you see them paying the price at the ballot box, when you see them all swept the hell out of office, whether that's in a primary, whether that's in a general election, whatever the hell it is. They're going to pay attention because they enjoy power, right, Pat? That, that's the point of all of these people. They love themselves power. And then when you take it away from them, it's just like a two-year-old, right? They want that toy. They want that toy. Suddenly, they're going to act like you want them to act, even if it's only because they want to get something out of it. It's like we have to train them like a dog. You represent us, not the other way around. And until that relationship inverts itself, these people will continue to make you mask. Look at what they did at the White House, right? If you were at that trans whatever BS celebration that was, if you didn't have your your COVID vaccine, mask up and stay away. Why? How? Don't. What? No, we're still doing that. But I want you to hear exactly how you should be responding to this. But before I do, Pat, your thoughts on this absolute asinine, what the hell was this from Jerry Nadler? Well, I mean, you you took the words out of my mouth of, did he not watch the Pfizer hearing that was what at the WHO, I think? If, if, is that where it was? No, it was where in they Congress, about, wasn't it? 
It was in Congress. Or no, no, no. It wasn't in Congress. It was in Europe. And that wasn't a hearing. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so and they, they talked about how it was never it was never tested to to stop trans. Right. That wasn't a hearing. That was just a. That was just. Uh, that it, was, it was just um, like a question and answer at the European uh, Congress. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But 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 that, that would that happened what last fall? Yeah, it's been over, almost a year yeah. now. Yep. Yeah. So so did did you know it's like it's like he never watched that or never knew it existed, which I'm I'm sure he does and is just gaslighting everybody. Because how do you not know that and be in Congress at this point? Secondly, he talked about, you know, nurses and kids should be required to be vaccinated. Something that I've long stood by on this show and on on my own show is that what is medicine for one may be poison for another, mm-hmm. and which we are quickly finding out this was more poison than not. Mm-hmm. And and so yet he continues to push it because apparently you have to poison yourself to be part of that polite society which you so aptly referred to earlier. Mm-hmm. And he continues to push it. And yet we continue to put people like him in office. He continues to be reelected. You talk about vigilance. Yeah, doesn't matter. Right? We are, we are, you know, you're right. Vigilance doesn't necessarily matter. And here's the thing. If, even if, even if we were vigilant, which I would argue in the case of Jerry Nadler, we are not. Right. Because if we were vigilant, this joker wouldn't be in office right now. Mm-hmm. So so they are not vigilant there in New York. There, there is no vigilance there. And there is no diligence. Again, what is it going to take yep. for this country, for this people to wake up and demand immunity is rescinded? We need a tribunal. We need the truth. Mm-hmm. We need to understand what happened and who knew about it and when did they know about it. And if they were complicit in all of this, and we are able to prove that after a fair trial, can we at least have a consensus of what those consequences ought to be? I know what you and I have said. Mm-hmm. It's a... Well, well lest drop- you despair, Pat, lest you despair... Um, we have Congressman Chip Roy um, on the case. So let, let's hear what his response to Jerry Nadler was. Fair. Well, I'm tempted to yield all my time to the gentleman from New York because he's basically making the case for me more effectively than I can. The gentleman from New York is basically acknowledging everything that I'm sitting here saying that I'm trying to do to protect the American people from the tyrannical state of the executive branch. But in this case, my Democratic colleagues and others stay on the side of the aisle. I want everybody in America to understand what they just heard from the ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee in the United States House of Representatives. Your two-year-old should be forced to be masked. That is what the ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee just said here on the floor of the House of Representatives, that the power of the government, the full power of the federal government, should be a part of ensuring and forcing your children, your two-year-old child, to be masked. We heard it yesterday when the secretary of HHS refused, refused to actually answer that question. So I'm really glad to hear that the ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee acknowledges what everybody in America understands, 
which is that the Democratic Party led by the president and by my Democratic colleagues in the House and the Senate are fully comfortable with the power of the government being used to shut down your businesses, force you out of work, unless you take an experimental vaccine that has not been proven to actually do what the gentleman just said, which is with respect to transmissions. More importantly, my father, who's 80 years old, is dealing with the ravages of polio. I firmly understand the importance of vaccines, and I'm proud that my children and I have been able to be protected by those vaccines, fully tested after years of testing. But to say that this politicized vaccine should have been used to shut down the economy and to kill the ability of my constituents to be able to go out about their lives and to force children into the corner wearing masks to get set back years in their education, that is precisely why this amendment matters. It is precisely why we're here reigning in the federal government. And it is precisely why this amendment would make this a better. And there you have it. So congratulations to Chip Roy. There's some vigilance there. There's some you know, give and take, and that that's all great, grand, wonderful. But outside of doing the amendment in Congress, again, Congress has no teeth here. Congress has proven to never have teeth here. Did they buck the CDC? Did they create legislation that disallowed the CDC from doing this? No. Did they rein in their insane power to mandate things? No. Well, the courts, uh, uh, no. You also have a legislative side of things. So when it comes to action, great. Your speech means nothing. Except for at least you rebutted something. Now, I will say this, Pat. Lest you think that government is just Jerry Nadler insane. And lest you think that they are done gaslighting. I want you to understand the outgoing CDC director, right? Rochelle. Wolinsky. I want you to hear what she believes. 2021-2023. There is a clear message that is coming through. This is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And we're seeing it in the data. Unvaccinated Americans account for virtually all recent COVID-19 hospitalizations and deaths. We still, to this day, do not have data on people who are coming into the hospitals who are vaccinated. That is a data point that we have lacked. I call bullshit. She might be right on that second portion. She might be right on that, Pat. She might actually be correct, by the way, as I look at this information. But whose fault is that? Theirs. Exactly. And I've been saying this for the longest time. And I had this argument literally online with somebody who through their thick effing skull, couldn't possibly understand that when we don't have stratified data, when we don't have data standards that are the same across municipalities, states, localities, and then further, the federal government, right? When I am, let's say we've got just 50 sets of data and all 50 sets of data are being collected in different manners. How do you stratify that data? You can't. But but this is this is also why I call bullshit, right? Yep. Is is that even even if they could get that data, and 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 I, I believe you, they really may not have it, okay? But even if they could get it, I don't think they would share it. I don't. I think they would sweep that under the rug at this point because it goes against everything that they've done over the last three years. So so the CDC wouldn't, and I'm gonna be clear on this: they they can't sweep that under the rug because they have to publish 
every piece of raw data that they have. Okay. They have to do that by law. And they have been. They've published things that are antithetical to what they have said publicly for years at this point, Pat. So um, so I will give them credit for that. But at the same point, you are correct that they would want to sweep this under the rug. They are literally gaslighting you to your face on multiple levels. And I'm going to show you one other example of this, Pat. And this comes from not the world of COVID because the world of COVID is one part of this puzzle. There's another piece to this puzzle, and it comes from the world of gender ideology. And I want you to listen very carefully to what goes on here. You've said that we've cherry picked data. How do you mean by what? How do you mean that? So it is very unscientific and flawed to pick a single study or a single statistic and to discuss it in isolation. Um, totally agree. Medical experts are able to talk about all of the evidence as a whole. Totally agree. So. It's good to look at systematic reviews, right? That's the gold standard of evidence when you're trying to understand whether something works or whether it doesn't. So the British Journal of Medicine looked at 61 systematic reviews with the conclusion that, quote, there is great uncertainty about the effects of puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and surgeries in young people. Journal of Endocrine Society came up with the same conclusion, even the American Academy of Pediatrics. They all cite the lack of evidence. And so here's the thing. If you're doing a therapy and it's, you know, temporary, whatever, fine, maybe let's try it. Let's see if it works. But when you're talking about permanent physiological changes, do you not agree, just from an ethical standpoint, that you might want extremely strong evidence of the benefits? And there is no systematic review that, that states that there is strong evidence of benefits. Sir, are you aware of how the quality evidence grading system works and how it's applied? Yeah. Yeah, we read through it. That's why I'm citing these journals. So which journal says something different? I'm, I'm, we should have that debate. Tell me a journal that has done systematic reviews that cites different evidence, that cites strong evidence for benefits of these therapies. The standards of care were developed based on extensive... You're not telling me any journal. You're not telling me any study. Don't That's say standards of I'm, care. Yeah. So... Um, Tell me one. The standards of care. That's the, the standards of care. That's, yes, that's, standards that's of not care. a journal. That's not a study. That's not an organization. That's not an institution. You're just saying words. Name one study. Yeah. I'm out of time. I yield back. <laughs> now, normally I'm not a big fan of, of uh, Dan. Uh, I'm going to insult my constituents, Crenshaw. But he's exactly right here, Pat. Literally to their face. You can't. But they are going to tell you that the standard of care. Okay, here's how I would have done this, Pat. Okay, you, you're, you want to say, you want to cite standard of care? When Abraham Lincoln was shot in the 1860s, the standard of care was what? Standards of care change all the time. We believed that the way to purify your body in the 1700s was through bloodletting and leeching. That was the standard of care, right? The standard of care was if you had a, a sickness or a virus, the leeches would suck it out of your bloodstream, right? Or that if you bloodlet yourself, the, it, it would take the virus or take the, the sickness away because they didn't even know what viruses were. The standard of care, do we do that to ourselves today? No. Why? Evidence. Data. Scientific advancement. This is the worst argument of authority, right? I have ever seen the standard of care. And Dan Crenshaw, literally, you're just saying words. 
and you link that back to covid you know and and the covid discussion we were just having they're they're calling it you know a standard of care whether they're using those words or not that that's that's what they're calling it yet we have all this contradicting data saying this is bad very bad stop doing this yet we can't because it's a standard yep There's no standard of care there. But they're telling us that they want to do these things where the standard of care 10, 15 years ago would have been psychological treatment, maybe some sort of medication to help through this process, right? What we're finding out is that the vast majority of them, if they can get help, psychological help, or at least be able to speak through this as they go through puberty, they end up coming out the other side, oftentimes exactly who they were in the first place, and much better off understanding who they are biologically and emotionally, right? Now we're, we're in, and Dan Crenshaw is exactly right in terms of, hey, if we're talking about different styles of therapy, right, this might be different in terms of, hey, these things are temporary. These things can, can change, Versus these things are permanent. Lest you think that vigilance against this. It is action that matters here. And thankfully we're getting some of these actions, right? Or hang on a second. No, we're not going to do life altering changes to somebody unless we've got proof that these life altering changes actually have real benefit to them in their lives going forward. Do I think that that is a quality standard of care? Do I think that it is a quality standard to have to live up to to get to the point of we allow this to happen? Yes. Yes, I do. I firmly believe that. Now, again, I also firmly believe in the teachings of my church and the teachings of churches in general, right, in which this this concept is a psychological thing that must be dealt with and that you can't alter your biology. It doesn't work. Even if you alter the appearance, you are not able to alter the ultimate biological truths of whom you are. And we saw it yesterday. Now, before we get off of just science, Pat, and to understand that your vigilance matters least, it is your Willingness to act that does. And that is a personal action that is that is maybe campaigning, that is all sorts of different things, by the way. This isn't a this isn't a all or nothing proposition, by the way. Our action is being able to provide you with the evidence. Our action is being able to give you ideas and thoughts. Our action is to show you the information and ask you what you're willing to do with it. Before we get there, though, I say we have a little bit of fun. Let's play the beer, not the bee. All right. Are you ready for today's headline? Lay it on me. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. And while you're thinking about that headline, Mr. Padoni, um, everybody, again, do business with those who do not want to insult you. Um, you can go to uh, Tridentine Brewing. 
and you can go to their merch store. You can buy merch as of yesterday. You can go to coffeebrandcoffee.com where they care about great coffee. And that's about it. Go there, enter the promo code critical thinking, get 5% off of your purchase today. Again, just simply doing these types of things can make all of the difference in the world to changing how our economy can operate. Fellowship, faith, forward thinking, all of those things. So go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, enter the promo code critical thinking at checkout for 5% off your purchase today. Again, coffee brand coffee, promo code critical thinking. All right, Pat, do you need the uh, headline one more time? One more time. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. Is this the B or not the B? How? How what? Is my, is my, is my question. Is this a headline? How, well, yeah. How is this a headline, first of all? But, but how, do you, how do you actually engineer something like that? Like, I, I don't. I you are don't, way overthinking area. and overanalyzing this, Pat. Is this the B or not the B? I, I'm going to go with not the B because, like, it's just, it's just too crazy. In that speech, Joseph Marionette Biden says, <clears throat> we have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. Again, how? It's one of the most volatile places in terms of um, seismic activity. How, how do you actually build a railroad that is sustainable that goes across oceans like that? How? Yeah, they're going to build in Angola, by the way, Pat, one of the largest solar plants in the world. Furthermore, Pat, if we have a plan to build a railroad from, let's say, I don't know, the Pacific to the Atlantic or the Atlantic to the Pacific, we already have that. It, it, but it goes against, goes across the continental U.S. Bingo. Uh, what the hell is he talking about? Are we are we building so, a channel? Again, from an engineering standpoint, how does that even work? It, it, it can't. Doesn't, Pat. It would be the greatest thrill ride of your life, though. Oh, hell yeah, it would. You'd see probably things that you would normally never see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, if you ever, like, when you were a kid, I don't know about you, but, like, one of the, the fun things was like the the thrill of going up the hill fast and then, you know, the drop of uh, in the, in the. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then you yeah. almost float. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. What do that? We have a president though. who yeah. literally believes that we're going to build a railroad from the Pacific to the Indian Ocean. Shut the hell up. All right. On that note, though, Pat, again. What are we about? Gallows. Okay. Violating constitutional rights. Should that make those who are supposed to protect our constitutional rights and more importantly, work within those constitutional boundaries uh, when they violate those constitutional boundaries, present themselves with gallows. I'm just going to present to you this conversation between Josh Hawley and a high ranking FBI official. We strive and work to do each and every day, and I hope you would take that seriously, too. Oh, I take it very seriously. 
But I also take seriously the fact that your institution has repeatedly abused its authority, has repeatedly targeted political opponents. Your institution is the one that went to the door of pro-life protesters with SWAT teams to try and intimidate people because of their speech. Your institution is the one that treated parents as domestic terrorists because of their speech. Your institution is the one that, according to the court, the FISA court, ran 278,000 unwarranted, probably illegal queries on Americans, right? That was your institution, correct? There, the, with respect to the compliance incidents, yes, some of the other things you cited, we can take them one by one. They are not. Compliance, you, you would characterize the unlawful querying 278,000 times of American citizens as compliance issues? We've said before, I've said that they're totally unacceptable. Who's been uh, fired for it? Individuals involved uh, are handled through the disciplinary process. Who's been fired for it? We have, there in, the, in the case of the uh, unintentional instance where something similar happened, we have fired people in the past. Wait, I, I'm sorry, what, what, what does that word salad mean? The unintentional instance where some, what, what does that mean? Who's been fired for the 278,000 times that you improperly or illegally queried the database for American citizens? When we Anybody? When we find intentional incidents. Well, you're saying that the 278,000 queries were unintentional? I believe that's correct. Wow, 278,000 times American citizens' information was queried by your agency unintentionally? That's your testimony? I would want to go back and check that, Senator. Uh, but well, that's yes, what you just told me. My understanding is that the vast majority of Well, wait, that's different. You just said it was. You just said it was unintentional. Now it's the vast majority. Which is it? Do you know? I would want to go back and check it. So you don't my know? My understanding... What in the hell? And let's be honest, if anybody was fired, you know, it'd be like your low level nobodies that no one no one knows about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. There's been literally no consequences. They're literally just obfuscating, skirting around. And we've talked about this, right? If they're if they're not gonna get it by uh constitutional means, they'll get it by crook, by paying private sector companies to skirt the constitution, which is perfectly legitimate under the current rules and regulations of the FBI, the CIA, or the CIA isn't supposed to be operating on American soil. Um, but I want you to think about this, Pat. We have what? 330 ish million people in this country. What are 278,000 uh, versus 330 million? It's like one-tenth of the population, right? Yeah. Okay. Roughly one-tenth of the population of the United States of America has had themselves illegally queried, searched, looked after. That we know about. Is that bad? One-tenth of the population. And I don't think they're stopping at one-tenth. No. And the answer that he gives is so brazen. Nobody, you, if if I found that out at the FBI level, at, at this guy's level of the FBI, it's very simple. This is stopped. We 
do a an entire analysis of what was going on, what went right, what went wrong, what are we doing that allows this to happen, right? We get the information and then we go forward. This is stupid, so very, very, very stupid. And, oh, by the way, all of y'all that were involved in violating these people's constitutional rights, you don't work here anymore. All of you. I don't give a crap if you did it unintentionally or intentionally. We have a standard, and that gold standard is we uphold their constitutional rights. Again, vigilance is great. What action is happening? What is Josh Hawley going to do about it? What are the United States senators going to do about it? What the hell is Joseph Marionette Biden going to do about it? That answer is absolutely nothing because that, that is his protection racket. Again, we, we know that um, in another part of this, they're talking about the incidences of or the, the knowledge or the lack thereof or the importance of the um, 1023 form, right? Of which he goes on to say that it is both life and death for the individual that's involved in it, but also it's so not serious that it is totally not classified. It's not a classified document, but we can't give it to you because it's life and death for the person of which we're trying to protect. Wait, what? Are we ever going to see or hear those 17 tapes as the American people? Will those ever be involved in an impeachment hearing? We, there's nothing that should exist in those 17 tapes, if they exist, that should preclude us from understanding and hearing them as the American people as part and parcel of an actual impeachment trial for this corrupt crime family. And you won't do a damn thing, Chuck Grassley. You won't do a damn thing, Chip Roy. You won't. None of you will. And we've laid that case out before this week. What should be good for the goose should be good for the gander. Play the game. Play your political power hand. Play it. Do it. Because they're doing it to you. And you're going to lose when you don't do it back. When you don't have the ability to say, this stops. This mutually assured destruction button. We're pressing it if you don't stop. And when you don't, and when you do stop, right? When you do stop. We have a standard in which we say, this ain't happening. We're not going down this road of every single little thing becomes a political persecution and prosecution. Either we're prosecuting them all or we're prosecuting none. And we can still have the knowledge politically that these people are corrupt. <coughs> More importantly... My suggestion is, yes, they're not the same. I'm talking about, hey, we know Hillary. We know this. We know that. And we know what she did was way worse. We know all of that. I'm not talking about that. I'm telling you, if you want to play the political prosecution game, we're doing it. And we're doing it on a grand scale in front of every freaking member of the United States. Every citizen. Every one of them, because this is going to play out not behind closed doors, but in front of impeachment hearings, in front of charges being brought in front of the Senate of the United States of America, in which they're going to hear for themselves and get to make this decision. You want to play this game? You want to politically prosecute your opponent? Watch us play.
Are they going to do it? Hell no. So again, all of this is great to know. What are you willing to do about it? And I'm not suggesting violence is an answer in any way, shape, or form. There's plenty that we can do on a local, state, you know, on a county level. There's plenty that we can do to be vigilant and to make change. There's plenty that we can do. But the things that we do must strike the fear of power into these people. That's the only thing they respond to. Power. And with that, Pat, your final thoughts. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And uh, I'm going to adjust our uh, slogan for this week that uh, G was for Groomer yesterday. and G was apparently for Gallows today, but it's also for the GOP is good for nothing. Fair enough. Folks, please be smart, be safe, be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals today. And as always, Matthew 547. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.